You're about to listen to a true story told live because this is True Stories Live. Brought to you by LJ Hope Productions, Norwich Arts Centre and me, Molly Naylor. So give me a cheer if you've seen a uh, if you've ever seen a drag queen performance. Now give me a cheer if you've ever seen a drag king performance. Ooh, surprising! And you've got your willpower, drag um, a king artist, isn't it? Yes. Well, tonight I'm going to tell you the story of how uh, being a drag king for a night changed my life. (laughs) Well, well done. You're good at that, aren't you? So, you may have uh, ascertained at this point that I'm not from around here, these parts. (laughs) True. I come from California, but I come from the uh, northern California bit, up in the redwood trees. Redwood trees, redwood forests even, um, way up north. And I come from a small logging town that's about four hours away from San Francisco, which is the next largest city. So to put that in perspective, imagine you're growing up in Yarmouth and you have to drive four hours to get to Norwich. Yeah, yeah. Now imagine you're a teenager in your formative years, a gender-fluid little butch dykelet, and you're living in this little depressed logging town in the 80s. Exactly. So I didn't fit in. Um, I couldn't be me. There was no representation for me anywhere, anyhow. I spent a lot of time alone. Go ahead. Thank you. (laughs) So as soon as I could in my adulthood, I got the hell out of Dodge, as it were, and made my way to San Francisco area. Now, it's, you know, when you get to a place where you belong, where there's a space for you to be, and there's all this representation for you, place for you to fit in, it's great. But after a lifetime of uh, social conditioning and belief systems, and um, it, it takes a while, it's a journey to get to that place of discovering yourself and what's safe and what's okay. So along that, you know, there's all these little steps within that journey, but the pivotal night for me was at the Good Vibes Ball. This is a big deal in San Francisco. It is a a uh, uh, sex-positive, gender-fluid, queer, uh, kinky, um, centric uh, place with an ethos of of consent and trust, respect, acceptance. It's a fabulous um, event. Um, I hadn't really heard of it, but I'm in San Francisco, and my friend um, got comp tickets and really wanted to go. It's a Thursday evening. I just got off work. It's been a long week. I don't want to go anywhere. But she really wanted to go. Um, and the thing is that the uh, dress code, this is very important, the dress code was um, formal, fetish, or drag. The easiest thing for me to do was drag, which I'd never done before. But there was a theater, a costume theater place nearby, so I stopped by and got a mustache and went to hers. Her roommate lent me a a tie. And as I'm in the other room getting ready, I'm thinking, I'm so not in the mood for this at all. I never thought about doing a drag king thing. It didn't really occur to me to do that. I wasn't in the mood for any of it. So I'm just tired and kind of in my own space. Um, I put on my mustache. It was a... um, handlebar mustache, because I like to be a little ridiculous. I put on my tie, and then I, I gel back my, my little mullet. 
Gender lines, you can't really cross gender lines and have it be safe where I came from. So I was afraid to go any shorter. So I gelled that back. And after I was done, mind you, I, was, I wasn't thinking about, I had no expectations of the evening. I just wanted to be done. I was just off in a space. Then I look in the mirror and there's this dude. And it was quite a, a kind of, a, I didn't know, it was surreal. I'm just looking at this, this dude, and he's looking at me, and it was a bit odd, and I didn't quite know what to think of any of it. And I walk out into the other room where my friend and my dog are, and my dog is barking at me, <laughs> and won't stop, finally cowers in the corner. My friend um, is a very dedicated um, feminist lesbian, and she was fawning over me in a way I did not expect. <laughs> Very odd. And when I went to speak, I was like, <clears throat> getting quite from my own voice. And, and then when I did speak, my voice got, oh, just naturally just kind of went a little lower and I took on a bit of an Alabama drawl. <laughs> and not coincidentally, my, I could feel my, my political uh, leanings go to the right a little bit. <laughs> And, and my IQ seemed to have dropped about 10 points. <laughs> now, if there's anybody here from Alabama, you can talk to me later about that joke. Um, yeah, so uh, things just started to change that evening. We, we were going to, to the, this event in, in her little Toyota. On the way there, it's become clear, we're talking about how this is not fancy dress now, that, that I'm fully embodied in this male alter ego I didn't know. Turns out his nam name is Dan Cooper Goodman. <laughs> yes, ma'am. So when we get to the venue, the first uh, uh, note of something's very different is when I'm getting out of her, her car. Now, I'm big now, as you can clearly see, and I was much bigger then. And getting out of the car was a little a bit of a struggle, and I just had a lot of body shame. I had no confidence. I had body shame. Every form of shame, I, I had it. Uh, no self-esteem, but generally I would feel quite ashamed. But not Dan. No. Dan's like, goddamn burn cars and make them smell small, so small a fellow can't get out. <laughs> and then we, we go in, and I'm, well, I mean, this is a huge uh, event. You would love it. It's huge. It's like two stories of a sprawling kind of warehouse size, um, uh, like stages and floors. And um, there's dancers, there's uh, uh, musicians, there's comics, there's everything's happening. And, and you walk in, and like every representation that you couldn't have imagined of drag and fetish and formal, it was fantastic. And everybody is just, you know, it's, it's got a, it's very gender fluid. It's a, a kink friendly, it's queer friendly, it's, it's acceptance, and it's, it's wonderful, it's fabulous. As I said, I, I mean, I also had um, uh, social anxiety, and as well as goes along with that lack of self-esteem and such. Now, generally, in an event like that, I would skirt around the corner and just be invisible, not Dan. <laughs> Dan strides across that floor, tall. I never felt so tall in my life, and Dan's like, damn, we've got the keys to the world. And I felt that, I felt that, and along with that, a, a sense of kind of responsibility and awareness of the, the power dynamics being quite unbalanced in the world, but mostly, I've got the keys to the world, <laughs> standing so tall. And women treated me very differently. Now, mind you, low self-esteem and, and all of those things that I've listed, it's, it's not sexy, is it? No, but 
but with that confidence and that stature, women would, when they'd walk past me from behind, they'd, they'd run their fingers across my shoulders, my broad shoulders, <laughs> and down my arm and give me a little women that I never thought that would give me the time of day. There was one point this cute little filly was looking at me, coy, coyly, just stinking glances, and I just felt obliged to, she clearly wanted some attention, so I turned to her and gave her a little nod and a wink. It takes a lot of bravery to give somebody a nod and a wink. I never had that before. And on the dance floor, now, I loved to dance, but I would never thrust, you know, use my hips because I thought I'm just shoving out my big belly. But Dan, he's on the dance floor and he's like, yeah. (laughs) This is an extension of my manhood. Pretty boys, they got got six packs, but a real man's got a cake. And at one point, he gave uh, a woman a, uh, a lap dance. Never done that before nor since. Uh, gave a woman a lap dance. As I said, I was even bigger then, so it was strategic. <laughs> and it was also highly interactive. <laughs> yes. So after that night, everything changed for me. I went out and got my hair cut properly to the length that I wanted. Um, and... Before that, I would never, how I had any romantic life at all, I don't know. I would never approach women. I never thought, they're not going to want me. They're not going to have anything to do with me. For the first time, I wrote a a personal ad, and and I just wanted to write this for me, not to necessarily get anything, but for my own claiming of my new self. And it went something like... um, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, uh, uh, I'm a big butch, uh, blue the bear kind of big, built for comfort, not speed. Just really owning it. Because for me at that time, it was, the self-loathing was mostly about my size. So I was really, and claiming that as a man is very different. Um, before, I was invisible, but once I stood as Dan, I would get mistaken for a man. Obviously, we have. But I'd get mistaken for a man, but once I took on those Dan attributes, uh, instead of you know, being called sir as well, I'd get called boss, big man, and chief. There was this one fella who I was walking by, and he's like, big man, big man, hey, big man, really wanted my attention. I turned around, he takes another look at my face, and he's like, oh, sorry, babe. This is my choices, big man or babe. I'll take, I like chief, really. <laughs> Actually, my lord is my favorite. <laughs> so, so after putting that ad in, I got a lot of attention and um, got really confident, got to be a bit of a flirt, got to be known as Dan Juan. Um, and at one point, uh, a woman is asking me if I'm single, and when I say uh, uh, I am, she's asked, ha- asked me how I got away with that. I'm not really interested, though she's quite fanciful. I just wasn't in the mood. But Dan immediately shows up and says, some women try to rope me in, but I can't be lassoed like a wild stallion. <laughs> I did. I said that out loud, and I was very pleased with myself. So I got to sow my wild oats a little later in life. Those are all sowed, and now I'm very happily settled with my lovely partner that you've had the joy of meeting. Um, But Dan is more than that, you know. So Dan just, he's my guardian angel that reminds me um, that night of how to walk through the world with confidence, with unassailable confidence. Um, to claim my space um, unapologetically, respectfully, but unapologetically, to, to be decisive, um, to own yourself, to stand tall. 
Dan. Dan the man. So I invite you, if you have the opportunity or the, the uh, inclination, to try on a different gender. You don't know what you might learn from it. And on that happy note, I say, God save the drag kings, and thank you very much. <laughs> True Stories Live is a story show and story finding project brought to you by LJ Hope Productions, Norwich Arts Centre and me, Molly Naylor. For more information about all of the work that we do, head to our website truestorieslive.co.uk.